my heart is just like what I've challenged you. I'm challenging you to be great, and I'm challenging those of you that are already great to be even greater. Great, great, great. How can I be greater in my service? And, and to be in Christ, this is what it means simply. What's true of Christ is true of you. But here's the great news for you and I. God turned his back on Jesus so he would never have to turn his back on you. He loves you with an everlasting love and despite whatever you can be faced with, God says, I'm right here with you and I will see you through it. You trust me. Because it's not about principles and rituals and routines. It's about relationship and life with the King. Jesus, who you all killed, is Lord and Messiah and y'all need to repent. Not, watch this, not say I'm sorry, but to turn from your thinking. thinking. Come embrace him. We don't start to come into a place of clarity until we start with the fear of God. Your children, your family, the church, the community, learn about God's love for them through how you love your spouse. And to some degree, we got to take responsibility for the message of God's love not being that clear. We're so glad to have you with us on this podcast today. You no longer need to fight against the wind, but allow the wind, the breath of God at your back to propel you forward in 2019. When you finish listening, we hope you'll take a minute and write a review. Your encouragement will be a help to others. Enjoy the message. Your, your, your mind has the audacity to think it knows better than God. Come on, anybody ever had them moments? Where you're kind of looking at it, yeah, yeah, I see that, but. That, that's, that's your mind flexing. Flexing against God. And you have to be able to bring your mind into a place of consistent submission. Come on, say it with me. Consistent submission. Absolutely. So that's why we looked at particular things where dating is concerned, marriage is concerned, parenting is concerned. Uh, but today we want to we want to end with something that I think really just captures everything uh, that we want to deal with. And you'll see it right here on the screen. We want to deal with this last session, meaningful relationships, meaningful relationships. Uh, this word meaningful uh, means to have a significant or valuable function or purpose. Uh, there are relationships in your life and mine that, listen, God has ordained to have significant, valuable function and purpose. Now, God can't force them. We have to allow them. God will send it. God will ordain it. God will set it up. But you and I have to be open to receive it and take the value from it. Relationships is just a way in which two or more people talk to behave toward and deal with each other so with everything we've been dealing with we've been dealing with the whole you know mindset about purpose you got to understand the purpose of it so so let's get into this come on babe what you got all right so we're going to look at our uh of course statement that we've been making throughout the whole series uh when the purpose of a thing is not understood abuse is inevitable so we want to look at what is the purpose of friendship? Because that's what we're going to focus on today as we look at meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. So we see here in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, it says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Mm -hmm. And then we see here in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Mm -hmm. And so we want to just 
pretty much start off with, okay, what's the purpose for friendship? So we see here that in Ecclesiastes, it talks about, you know, people helping each other to succeed. We see it talking about iron sharpening iron. But really, at the end of the day, the purpose of friendship is to make us better for God, family, church, and the community. To make us better for God, family, church, and the community. So the friendships in our lives, this is the result of those relationships that we should be able to experience. That we are becoming better for God, we're becoming better for family, we're becoming better for our church, and we're becoming better for our community. That's kind of like our litmus test to every friendship in our life. And, uh, you know, sometimes that requires friends to say certain things that may you may not want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Um, you know, in Proverbs 27, 6, it says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Mm. So I'd rather have my friend tell me something I didn't want to hear than someone who really doesn't care anything about me trying to flatter me. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and another thing I wanted to share, too, is that there there is a reason and a purpose for every person in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to find out, Okay, God, why am I in this person's life? Why is this person in my life? For some people, it's just, you know, um, a a certain level of friendship that we'll get to. So I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Um, But every person in our lives, there is a reason and a, a purpose for us to be there. So now, going back to talking about what friends do, they are to help us to become better. They are to sharpen. They are to refine us. Mm -hmm. And so some of the tools that friends can use in sharpening and refining us, they are to challenge us, but they are not to contend with us. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. are to criticize when necessary, but not to condemn. Mm -hmm. They are to confront, but not coddle. Uh, so there is a balance in the way that relate that we relate, you know, uh, with each other. And really, I guess one of the biggest things that that we want to share with you is that everybody needs somebody. Mm-hmm. Come on, say it again. Say it again. Everybody needs somebody. I was uh, recently I read that and I read the statement that just about every major breakthrough in your life will come as a result of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Every time you go up higher, it's some relationship that you were able to establish that pushed you to that next level. Now, it could be a new relationship. It could be a relationship that you repaired, or it could be a relationship that you already had, but that became strengthened. But any, but at any given moment, your next level could be de- based on and depending on a relationship in your life. And what you have on the inside of you can be the key for somebody else's breakthrough that they've been praying for. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. You know, a lot of time God speaks to us, not necessarily where, you know, you hear this voice from heaven telling you to do something, but a lot of time he speaks to us through people. So there has to be a connection with someone in order for him to speak to us. And a lot of times the thing that you're praying for, the answer that you're looking for, he's given the answer to somebody else that he wants you to be in relationship with. And if we're not open to developing in that, we're not able to receive the fullness of what God um, has for us. So it's very important for us to have the right understanding of what friendships are all about and that they and that there are God ordained people that you are supposed to 
uh, establish and walk in relationship with that could be the, a life-changing thing. An another thing that, that is interesting is that for some people, your life would change for the better if you just changed who you hung around. Oh, you preaching, you preaching. It's, it's all about who we are keeping company with that a lot of times can revolutionize where we go in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. So we use the term meaningful relationships as really the catch all, because at the end of the day, you can be friends and you really should be friends with with various people in your life. So they may have other titles. You know, uh, you know, for example, you know, I, I have uh, two brothers and, and a sister. Well, OK, they're my brothers and my sister, but but we also are friends. You know, you know, I have other, you know, individuals in my life. Maybe maybe they are, uh, for example, you know, I have a I have a pastor, but my pastor is also my friend. You know, so meaning we're talking about meaningful relationships and this whole matter, you know, of, of friendship and making sure that we do what's needed and necessary. Number one, to identify who really are true friends Amen. and then make sure we identify if we're being true friends. So we're going to score ourselves on today. So let's begin to look at something. There's, there's two questions I want you to think about right now. Number one, who are my real friends and am I being a real friend? Number two, what quality of friend am I and what quality of friends do I have? So we're going to score our meaningful relationships. Uh, I want you to think about individuals in your life that you consider to be your friends. I want you to think about those individuals who consider you their friend and give yourself, you know, give yourself and them a score. One being low, five being high. If you got to give them a zero, you should probably just end the, the whole thing altogether. If you got to give them a zero in any of these four categories we're about to give you, you, you got to be like, OK, I, I should probably rethink classifying them as a friend. So we want to look at uh, what is kind of uh, some uh, the culture of healthy relationships. There's, there's four components we really want us uh, to, to focus in on, the, these four things. Now, again, keep this in mind. Friendships take on different levels. So just like what I said, you know, may, maybe your brother, your sister, or someone like that, that's your friend. Uh, may, maybe your boss is your friend. Well, li listen, you can't relate to your boss as a friend the same way you do just your girl. If you do, you'll wind up getting fired. So you have to understand the different levels of friendship and the rules that govern, you know, each particular level. Because if you try to bring rules from one level to another, you could wind up losing your job, your position and the like. We could we could really spend a lot of time there, but we will we'll come back to that again at a different time. So let, let's get into this. Honey, what's, what's the first one we're talking about? This is the culture of healthy friendships. All right. So um, we're looking at the different categories of friendship. That's correct. Okay, so the different categories of friendship. The honesty. Okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. See, we friends. See, we <laughs> oh, and you know, that's a good point because, um, you know, in any, in any marriage, the glue that holds that marriage together is the friendship between those two individuals. Mm -hmm. So if that friendship hasn't been established and worked on, and you know, in a dating relationship, a lot of times people just kind of zip past being friends and, and they're into the whole romantic part, but then there's no foundation that is sure as 
rocky times come. It's friendship that keeps you together, not the romance and the, and the fuzzy feeling about that person because sometimes a fuzzy feeling is not necessarily there all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the friendship that keeps it together. So we're talking about now honesty is given and honesty is received. Okay, so this is one component of a friendship. There's honesty. In Ephesians 4.15, it says, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. So the most important ingredient of any successful relationship is trust. If there is no trust, there there can be no relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You know, you, you've got to work hard to develop a culture of honesty, um, you know, in friendships. That, that means, you know, to, it means taking the mask off. I don't have to put on ears around this person. I, I'm going to show who I really am and not try to, you know, water it down, you know, because I think they won't accept or, or they won't accept me. Because that's not a real friend if they can't accept you the way that you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's not an excuse, though, to stay carnal. To stay with a poor attitude. Come on, come on, come on, say amen now. Well, see, you're not not being a real friend if you're not going to accept me the way I am. Well, you're a mess. I do do love you, but you're right. No, I don't don't accept that that nasty attitude. So so you got to make sure you balance that out, you know, because some people will take that and be like, well, you know, you should just accept me as I am. Look, God loves you right where you are. I love you right where you are. But we also love you too much to leave you like you are. And as a friend, I should be able to be honest with you. So, again, we're talking about honesty given. So you want to be honest, open, transparent. But then you got to learn how to receive honesty. There's got to be some people in your life that can speak into your life. If I can put it this way, there should be some significant voices in your life, some voices in your life that carry more weight and more value than other voices. You know, as what Pastor Ron said, okay, this this is my wife, Rhonda. We're friends. We're friends first. And see, just what she's talking about with the whole dating situation, if you jump to the romance, it's hard to go back and be friends. It's it's difficult. You can do it with God's help, but it really takes some, some serious effort. Thank you for listening to Impact of South Florida's podcast as we continue to help others know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Please subscribe to receive alerts for new messages. You can also visit us online at www.icsofl.com. Until next time, God bless.